Hey, Liam. Yeah, mate. Just do it. <laughs> hey, Rob. Yeah. Got milk? <laughs> hey, Liam. Yeah. That's Rank. Slogans. Slogans. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the That's Rank podcast where we are going to be giving you some slogans to guide your life. Yes. I am Bob's Bob. And I'm Liam. Welcome back to another week. Slogans to live by. Slogans to live by. We, ha- we have them all the time, don't we? we do. All these little taglines that get us through our day. That's right. Things that try to simplify and conduce the lived experience mm. of us all. Just some little guiding light That's that right. gets us one extra step. Some, some little catchphrase, some little sound bite. And it's interesting because there is a the whole idea of the you know the the, the, the motivational sound bite, yeah. the motivational catchphrase. Yeah. You see it everywhere. Of you course, see it all through history, one would say. Of course, and it's very it's it. the Chinese proverb. Yes, is an example of yes a slogan to live life by. Well, that's right, and there's many of them. Yeah. Advertising every day. Well, and, and that's where it's come to now. Yeah. It's advertising, isn't it? You were going on a journey then, and I and I was just like, no, and you, you ended the journey where I wanted where I wanted it to end. Uh, actually, when you wanted to, yeah, I, go, yeah, oh, I, feel, I was going to bring it all back around to. I feel slogans. good about. I feel good about that. Then we're in the same way. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like Chinese history proverbs began, and then there was going to be like this whole like story that led into this. Beautiful word of advertising that we have to put up with here on a day to day basis. No, no, no. I was going to end it. I was going to start with Chinese history. I was going to end with it takes two hands to handle the whopper. <laughs> <laughs> Closely related. <Yeah>. Closely. <laughs> Confucius often says. Confucius said. says. But yes, yeah, but every day we, we come across these things mm-hmm. like McDonald's. I'm loving it. Are you loving it? Well, and I want to actually take a bit of a detour on this one, man, because McDonald's, I'm loving it. Yes. When someone says I'm loving it, mm-hmm. I don't I think I don't think of McDonald's. Oh no, you don't? No. All right, you saw like devil. What do you think of arches, I think of McDonald's. Right, okay. You know, run a McDonald's, yeah. Grimace. Like I think of the characters, the covers, I think of the brand. Mm-hmm. But the slogan for yeah. what has become what became one of the world's most successful marketed companies. Yeah. The slogan's terrible. I'm loving it. Well, I think that's trying to capture into the, the the basic kind of mindset of today's slogans. I think today's slogans are very, very like really basic. Like I'm loving that's it. That's true. Oh, I say today's. I shouldn't really say that. Eat fresh. Eat fresh. Just do it. Got milk. All that kind of stuff. Like they're, they're two words. They're catchy. They're like Red Bull gives you wings. It does. Yeah, it does. It does. But they're all think different as Apple. Let's think Apple. different. I, w- I wish they would. <laughs> it's been the same shit for years from those guys. My God. Because you're worth it. They're all they're all slogans that tell you they tell you how to feel, basically, don't they? They tell you how to feel. Except, you how to except feel. for the MMM slogan, which okay. sells the product, melts in your mouth, yep. and not in your hands. So it actually goes refers to that's a life the, slogan I try to live by. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm lost in the darkness, <laughs> I, when I'm lost in the darkness, when life's overcoming me, I just think to myself, melts in my mouth, <laughs> not in your hands. <laughs> I feel better. When I'm feeling down and troubled, I just say, oh, God, I should taste the rainbow. When I'm feeling lost and down in life, I just think, my dad picks the fruit <laughs> because they're cuties. It makes the cordial. The cereal. I was going to say cereal. It makes the cordial. That I like best. <laughs> Do you know, in high school, I used to get called the cotties kid because in that ad, there was like there was one, the kid that goes, did I like best? 
he was like this really like portly <laughs> little kid, and so I used to get called the the cottage kid all the time. Oh God, oh God. <laughs> here's here's a slogan for you: Capital One Bank, which is an American bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's their slogan: It's m- less of a slogan and more of a threat. What's in your wallet? <laughs> Jesus, is that the slogan? Yeah, that for a bank. Yeah, what's in your what's wallet? In your wallet. Yeah, but it's like a, it's a question. What's in your wallet? There's not even a sh- there's not even a facade with that one. No, it's just like that's what they're interested in. I, we, we want what's in your wallet. I kind of admire them for that, though. Mm. You know, you know, you know what's up. Yeah, you know what's up. They yeah. want what's in your wallet. Yeah, so they can spend it on I don't know stocks, more capital. Sure. Yeah. How does how do banks work? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But today we're not ranking actual slogans of companies. No, we're not. We're not going to be doing that. No, we're not. We're going to be ranking slogans that we like to live by. Slogans That's that right. we have heard across our, our our life that we you know like to put into practice. Mm. Let's be real. None of those should be, for anybody, advertising slogans. Maybe just do it. I can see how just do it could be a positive a positive life slogan. Mm, yeah, just yeah. do it is, well, it, it's fraught with danger in oh, some respect. Okay. In what way? I need some money. I want to rob the bank. Just do it. 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 Why not? Yeah. And so what you're saying is you have to take the Nike slogan, yeah. match it with the jo- Johnny Walker slogan of keep walking. And the Apple slogan to think differently. Think differently. Just put them all together. Just do it, but think differently. And at the end of the day, keep just walking. keep walking. Just <laughs> perfect. That's right. <laughs> Look, slogans. I mean, for me, I do. I, I'm a big fan of metaphors. Yeah. And uh, analogies. Okay. And I quite like those because they help me conceptualize the problem at hand. Okay. Or they might help me put something into perspective. Um, but a slogan is something different, isn't it? A slogan is something that helps oh. motivate. Yeah, a slogan I think so. Is yeah, yeah. Kick up the butt, and it's yeah. like, okay, cool. Let's go off and let's go and let's just do it. Let's do something. Yeah, I, I think that's the same. That, that's the, the the idea of the slogan is to give mm. you yeah motivation. Perfect. Mm. I mean that that's the way you put it. Like I'm looking looking at the list that I've put together, and I know that my number one is definitely stuff that I it's advice that I've been given and slogans yeah. I've been I've been told to. Send me on my way so that yeah. I have a, a productive day. Yeah. You know, no matter what happens. Yeah. Productive. That's right. Yeah. And it's interesting that when McClellan and you were obviously coming to do this episode today. Oh, good. I didn't force you. Let everyone I'll, know. I didn't force you. I, I, I knew about it. I knew about it before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every week, like, you just spring it on me. Like, it's one of those practical joke shows. Oh, so I'll be walking along the yeah. road and then all of a sudden, like, I'll be thrown into a van. I'll be put a blindfold on. I'll yeah. be, oh, I'll. They'll take the hood off, and I'm like, oh. And you wake up here. a podcast microphone. Yeah. There's a camera here, and there's a camera here. There's a camera everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, but today I was at work, mm. and I, I saw a slogan that I'd never seen before, mm. but I really liked it. Okay. And I'm going to read it out there as an honorable mention. Go for it. Because I think let's get into our honorable mentions. Sure, 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 sure. Once again, the website says this was a popular Chinese proverb. So the Chinese really were ahead of the game when it comes to proverbs <laughs> and slogans. I thought that was your slogan for a second, but okay. I uh, know this is just like the best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago. Ah, uh, yes. The second best time is now. Yeah, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, it, never too late. It's never too late. Mm. Get into it, crack it on, and mm. also I think it leads into another uh, proverb that talks about like how if you plant a tree now, no matter when that is, yeah. it'll grow up for future gener- generations to sit under. Yeah, that's true. Obviously, that's not the slogan. It wasn't very. Eloqu- <laughs> it wasn't very eloquent of me. <laughs> But it kind of, it's, a, it's a kind of a similar idea. But I like that. Like, it's never too yeah, late. Yeah, that, that company didn't last very long. Like no, 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 no. I know, because I was laid off. Yeah. 
So Liam's tyres. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big sign. Liam's tyres. You can drive on them. And then it's underneath the slogan. Yeah. If you plant a tree, just think about the future. <laughs> that, like it, it, it'll grow, and then future generations about to sit underneath it. And then it's like it's, it's, a, it's a big broader message about you know living interconnected with generations. Yeah. And then that's the end. And there's a picture of a tie next to it for no reason and a at all. Of tire. At all. A tree in the middle. <laughs> um, that's a good. I like actually. Like I quite like that one because it does say like, like if you plant the tree now. Mm. Well, if you planted the tree in the past, you can see the the growth of that and the roots of it. Yeah. But if you haven't planted the tree, don't yeah. despair. Yeah. Chuck it in. That's right. Um, if you don't, if you never do, you'll never see the the fruit of yeah. that labor. Mm. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, it's a good one. I think Chinese proverbs uh, definitely have a a way of saying so much with without saying mm. anything at all. Mm. Like almost like riddles in a way. Mm. You know. And I mean, I, I I'm going to say, well, I'll do my, I'll do one of these honorable mentions now. Honorable mentions doesn't matter what order you put them in. Saramoki karaochiru. Even monkeys fall from trees. <laughs> it's true though. That's a good one. Yeah. So even like something that, that these these animals are meant to be so so good, good at. at. We all fall from trees. We sometimes. all fall from trees. Even sometimes. really good yeah. climbers. So, and and that and I I really like it's one of my favourite Japanese ones yeah. is because, you know, at the end of the day, you can be just. You can think you're so good at something. I kind of take that as kind of stay humble. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like stay humble because even if you're really good at something, yeah. even you can have that day where you stuff up yeah. and you and you and you fall over, and it's how you adjust to that and how you yeah. get back up. Yeah. You know, either you can stay on the ground and be like, "Oh fuck, I stuffed up," yeah. or get back up in the tree. Get back up. Yeah. Are these all Japanese? Like- all of mine? Yeah. No, that is literally my only one. Okay. You I, I, you'll be glad to know. As much as I, there, there we are, we had to get the shout out in there though. Every episode, there's going to be a shout out to Japan. There wasn't the last one. No, there wasn't the last one. That's okay. We don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to. But no, that that that's, these are our these are our recurring themes. We, you have to have them, don't yeah. you? Which is like the other famous slogan: mm. um, "Just add cheese and bacon." <laughs> you want to shoe? You want to shoehorn that one in anymore, man? You want to shoehorn that one in anymore? <laughs> Although to be to be fair. Probably not much more of a chance to probably shoehorn in eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon. No, probably that's not. true. Well, cheese and bacon. My apologies. Mm, mm. But I miss the eggs because eggs is also a recurring factor, the feature of the things that we refer to. That's true. Uh, and now that we've done that, yep. let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> any more honourables? I've got a couple more honourables. Do you have any more honourables? I've got one more honourable, which yep. almost made my list, but I decided against it. And this was a slogan that me and my friend James mm-hmm. would often say to each other for a period in time, which was just go big. Just go big. Go big. Right on. We'd always go to each other. Hey, Rob, go big. James, go big. You know, we'd be motivating each other to go big. So at what stage did you decide to go home? <laughs> I've stopped using go big because I never really went big. Right. And I've realised, ah, oh, it's kind of a hollow statement. Okay. You know, so I've just moved on. I've just moved on from it. So, but isn't In the, fact, we've, we've developed a new slogan since. Oh, okay. Mm. And maybe I should bring go big back because, yeah, go big. Why not? Because go big's just like, well... Take a punt, take a punt. Bet, bet on yourself. Sure, absolutely. That's an honourable mention. Bet, bet on, on yourself. Because yeah. no one's going to do it. No one else is going to do it. So bet on yourself. That's right. Yeah. People might think they're going to bet on you. Yeah. But they're just telling you that. Empty words, empty That's promises. Right. Bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But I think go big is a good one. I think go big is actually a good one. Even though like most people might think of that as being like be grandiose and be out there and do that kind of stuff. It doesn't have to mean that. It could just mean like focus on something and just right. do it to your entire Heart's content. Well, it's like if you aim for the stars, yes, you'll you'll reach the sky. No, if you aim for the sky, you might reach the stars. That's right. 
Yeah. If you aim for the moon, you might hit it. That's right. It's famous. Famous, famous saying. Famous saying. It sounded like a saying that like George Bush would have tried to say. Like he tried to say the right thing <laughs> and just didn't do it. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Go to the moon. Shame shame on me again. Famous. Mm. Old lovable George Bush. <laughs> everyone all of a sudden everyone was like all of a sudden, like during the Trump era. Everyone was like, oh, George Bush, such a cuddly kid. He wasn't grandpa. so bad. He wasn't so bad. Check out his paintings. Aren't they yeah, lovely? great paintings. Aren't they cute? Yeah. <laughs> Don't mention the war. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stupid, stupid. That's another one for me. Mm. Now, that's um, that's a Philip DeFranco uh, quote. Oh, yeah. Do you know Philip DeFranco? Uh, no. Okay, so Philip DeFranco is a YouTuber who I've been watching for 15 years. Yeah. When he first started, he was he, – so he's, he's my age. So he's 36, I think. Right. And so when he started 15 years ago, he was 21, yep. dumb, stupid, and his YouTube channel was just him just doing basically dumb shit. Like yep. it was always just him talking to a camera. Yeah. But he's evolved that over his as he's matured, and now he does this like really well thought out um, news news content basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he still keeps a bit of the cheekiness and, and cheeky side of him that he kept from back in the mm. day. And one of his slogans that he says every time he does a story about someone who's done something stupid or ridiculous, he's like, "Don't be stupid, stupid." Terrible impression of Philip DeFranco, but that's what he says, and mm. it's such a basic and just easy slogan. As a little reminder to yourself, yeah, mm, when you know you're about to do something that's stupid, don't be stupid, stupid. Sometimes, because sometimes we try to convince ourselves into doing stupid things, yeah, even though we know it's stupid, sure, we're still tended to do it, yeah, of course. Well, and this is the thing; he always brings this up when he's covering a story who, who people have done literally the most yeah. insane shit, yeah, like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Most Mostly in America, but because they have they have some crazy people over there. Not to say that we don't, but they've got better coverage. They love to cover stupid. <laughs> they love it. They love it. So that's another one. That's another honourable for me. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I have one more honourable. Go for it. Just be cool, man. <laughs> very much similar to the other one. Just very very similar to the other one. Just just be cool. I like that one. Yeah. Maybe it's a good source of uh, inspiration. I think so. I remember, this is a funny one for me because it lasted for years for yeah. me. I'd always remember the, the line from Batman Begins, okay. which I didn't, like as a film. Was that a Clooney? No. No, no. Batman Kill. Begins was the first of the Christian Bale ones. Oh, of course it was. So the Christopher so. Nolan, Christian yeah, Bale. Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of faded away in, into the memory because Dark Knight came out. The Dark Knight was a great film. It was really good. Batman yeah. Begins is a decent film. Oh, it's but it wasn't like. Timothy, Ol- Timothy Oliphant plays the Scarecrow, that one. I don't think it's Tim- Timothy Oliphant, but I know who you mean. Bet it is. Bet it's not. Oh, we have a live bet. We have yeah, a live bet. What's the bet? bet? What's the bet? Five dollars. Five dollar bet. Oh no! See, the fact that you said five dollars makes me think that you're probably right. I'm 100 percent right. Who is it then? Is it Michael Kate? No, it's the guy from Peaky Blinders. Yeah, that's Timothy Oliphant. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Timothy Oliphant's from Deadwood. He's from Go. He's in The Mandalorian. Fuck! That's who I was thinking of. That's not the name I said. What's his name? Can't tell you. So the um, <laughs> come on. That's no, Killian Murphy. That, Killian Murphy. And do you know what's fucked up? That's exactly who I was thinking that's of in my head. That's the person that you could use got the name wrong. Yeah. So I'll give you five. You give me five. We'll call it a split. Okay. okay. Sweet ass. Yep. yep. Good bet. Yep. <laughs> so, any more honourable mentions? Well, from Batman Begins, it was. Oh, of course. <laughs> why do we fall down, Bruce? To learn how to get back up again. Who says that? Uh, Bruce Senior. Oh. So young Bruce Wayne, when he falls into the cave, the back cave, yeah. first time, yeah. he's like, why do, we, why do we fall down, Bruce? Still don't know how to get back up again. I'm like, that's, that's damn right. Mm. 
That's damn right. There's some wisdom in those words. And there's there's a lot of sayings like that as well. Mm. Like that have that, that kind of you fall back down, you get back up again. Mm. There was another Japanese one that I nearly put in here that I didn't. Well, it could be Japanese, could be Chinese, but it's basically like mm. you, you fall down eight, fall down seven times, get yep. up eight. Yep. You know, very famous one. Very famous, uh, wise uh, philosopher, Chumba Wumba. Yes. Mm. I get knocked down. I get, I get up. up again. You're never going <laughs> to eat me down. Unironically, actually a very, very good yep. slogan. Absolutely. A life slogan. Absolutely. I mean, take out the rest of what the context is of that actual slogan, where you just drink to excess and can't get up again. Oh, is that what it's about? I drink a whiskey drink. I drink a vodka drink. I drink a lager drink. I drink a cider drink. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 I drink this. He literally, he, he literally lists off all the things he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> such a good point. I never realised that song was about Pissing the night away. Pissing the night away. Oh, God. Yeah, those are the actual words of the there song. You yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. I always down. thought it was kissing the night away. Well, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it actually changes the, the context of that song quite a lot. <laughs> I, I never really, yeah, that's not, that's not, that's, that's, that's move on, that's move on. I never really thought about that. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right, all right. Um, so, uh, number, number, so should we move on to our list proper? Let's move on to our list proper. All right, sir. Would you like to kick off with your number three? This was one that I picked up a few years ago. People who make the best of things mm-hmm. have more than people who have the best things. I quite like that, actually. I like that, too. People who make the best of things have more than the people who have the best things. Yes. So, it's basically saying that... It's all about your attitude. Attitudes, not, not, not possessions. Have. That's right. It's not about possessions. Who needs things? Who needs things? If you make the best of things in life, mm. then not always, you know, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to put you in good stead. <laughs> yeah. It's going to put you in good stead. As long as your basic needs are met. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. As it's long as you have water and about, food, you're fine. It's not about basic needs. This is about luxury goods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's an important stipulation. So, it's like, you don't have any food or water. Just make the best of things. <laughs> so, okay, thanks, Charlie Bucket. Fucking hell. <laughs> so... So why, why, why is this one? Why does this one speak to you so much? Uh, because it just reminds me, I think, sometimes of just a philosophy to go mm. through life that, okay, maybe I don't have the best things at the moment, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And it's actually more, it's about my choices, yeah. you know, and others got to make the best of it. Absolutely. If I can do that. Yeah. You know, the situation is what it is. Absolutely. And most of, because most of what happens to us in life is kind of out of our hands. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. Right? Like we, we do what we can. Like this is why I don't really... This is why me and, 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 and like America, American idealism, yeah. individualism has never really seen eye to eye. Sure. Because the whole idea of pulling, like, you know, the whole people that I've pulled myself up by my bootstraps and I'm the yeah, hardest yeah, yeah. worker in the room and I've done this and I've done that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of discounting the enormous amounts of luck and privilege that go along with that success. And there always is that. Yeah, yeah 100%. And you have to work for it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But. So much of what happens to us in life is just chance. Of course, you can, you can have someone who just works their ass off for an entire for, for years oh, and years and yeah. get absolutely nowhere. Absolutely, and that could be completely out of their hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you get someone who just like who who does something mm-hmm. once or twice. The same thing. Yep. The same thing. This person's been toiling at for decades. Mm. This person comes in, does things once or twice, and then someone notices him mm. or her mm. and goes, "Do you want a promotion? Mm. Do you want?" A YouTube channel? Do you want a TV show? Do you want this? And this person who's been writing this TV show for decades, yeah, nothing. Yeah, actually, referencing back to Squid Game from from our from our previous episode, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the guy who wrote Squid Game had pitched that at show 
10 years ago or something, right? Yeah, ages ago yeah. to many different people and they all turned him down. Well, it's like Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders spent two years yeah. with his chicken in the back of his car, just driving around, trying to get a start. Just perfecting those 11 herbs and spices. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and he finally got there. Yeah. You know, he finally realised his, his, his perfect world of a, of a racist worldview. He was like, finally, I can live my dreams. Found his niche. Yeah, found my niche. <laughs> but, you know, it's good chicken. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's good chicken. How can you argue? Yeah. But for every kernel, well, actually, it's not good chicken, is it? This is, no, this of course, is it's terrible. But everyone knows terrible, that. But it's tasty. Though. Exactly right. Yeah. You, you have it. You're like, yes, thank you. But for every Colonel Sanders, there's probably like a hundred to 150 other people who did the exact same thing, mm. had the exact same idea, had their recipe of chicken, and then there, there was that little catalyst that didn't quite that just didn't quite didn't, click. Didn't quite yeah. click. Yeah. yeah. Have we got off track of what your actual thing was, though? No, I don't think so. I think because no. we're talking about luck uh, and how. But this is why I think. Making the best of things That's is right. what's yeah. in your control. Yep. It's actually what we have in our control. Sure. It's the choices that we can make. Mm. You know, no matter what's happened, it's like, well, that's happened now, and now I've just got to try to mm. put this back together again. I've yeah. got to try to get through this. Yeah. I've got to try to struggle through this. I've got to make the best of it. 100%. And I think if you can do that, you typically can, you know. And I think it really hits home um, when you travel mm-hmm. and we come from – like just an insane level of privilege and wealth, really, yeah. when, you, when you compare us to the mean. Here, we're always kind of, we're not feeling wealthy, right, mm. when we're living here. Yeah. Like we're generally feeling middle class, lower class. Sure. And then, you know, but then when we travel, we're like, mm. I mean, we're just, yeah, we're, we're, we're just, you know, we're entirely, incredibly privileged. Well, we, incredibly privileged in our own country. Well, you've had, you've had, the, you've had the, the, the honour and the privilege of living in different countries like Laos and like Thailand. Where, you, where that comparison could be made, right? That you, is that what you're talking about in terms of that? that I definitely or? think there's been, you know, I think for me the first real time for me actually I saw it was I'm trying to think Egypt was the first okay. time I went travelling. Yeah, um, and you know what? Because I, when I was walking around Egypt, I didn't really. It was interesting. Like I was walking around Egypt, and I remember this one village in particular. Like I just remember this was a, a strange observation. Like the livestock. Like had quite a lot of like wounds and infections and things yeah. like that, yeah, and yeah. like, but yeah, people were, uh, were like, oh, you know, ride their horses and whatever. Anyway, that was the only time I ever really thought about it mm-hmm. the entire time that I was there. And then I went back to to Europe. That I remember walking through Europe, thinking everyone's really unhappy here, and I was like, God, and it was a really stark, noticeable difference. Like, I'd kind of been traveling through parts of Egypt, yeah, uh, communities that were more subsistence in nature that were. You know, probably perceived for a Western lens as being in need mm-hmm. of certain luxuries, and not just luxuries, also basic essentials in a lot of, in a lot of times. And then he went, but I'm just remembering going back to Europe, which was a wealthier country. I just remember walking up the stairwell, and there was a guy in front of me, and he kind of kept looking over his shoulder because I was getting too close. Mm. And I was like, dude, just like chill out, you yeah. know. And it was a real stark kind contrast. Of contrast, yeah. You know, because I just didn't ever think about. I just, I just didn't ever really think about it so much when I was travelling through Egypt at the time. Yeah. And then, and, and then another kind of thing for me was more, I went to uh, East Timor, Timor-Leste. Um, and when I came back, what really struck me was the quality of the roads. Okay. Because I was like, well, look, like it just looks ins- like, like it just looked insane, the quality of roads that we have here. Mm-hmm. In contrast to yeah. the quality of roads that were there at the time, mm-hmm. this has gone back 15 years, like, just to see the roads here, I was like, how do we even maintain this? Like, this is just, like, oh, insane. Here? Yeah. Well, taxes, no? 
And roadworks, Len. There's a reason we're always stuck in roadworks in, in, in sure, <laughs> I know Australia. That, it's because so next time you're complaining about roadworks, yeah. have a look around and look at the quality of the roads. What well, do you know what I did? What's that? I just got rid of my car. Oh, that's true. No, you got rid of your to, car. Don't have to complain about roadworks. Cost saving measure. That's right. Use my feet. Complain about the footpaths instead. Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, a few a few moments like that. But and I guess that was the big thing, was that the when I looked at actually how so like how happy people were. Yeah. There was a real contrast, actually, when I looked at the luxury and the privilege and the wealth of one place compared to another. Didn't actually equate all the time to actually how content and accepting and warm and and mm. the people seem to be. Sure, and I, I guess it could, could be that could be a case of like the how how happiness is allowed to be portrayed in those countries as well. Maybe not in those countries, like the our countries, the Western countries. Mm. You don't want to maybe. You don't want to express that happiness so openly to everybody. Mm, mm. I don't know why. Maybe because everyone thinks like, oh, look at this guy. What's he so happy about? We're a bit more standoffish about each other. I think so. We're always like sussing each other out. A little bit. It's like a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Tall puppy. Tall puppies. Yeah. 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 So, it's not, it's, so it's not just about what we have and don't have yeah. and what we perceive we need and don't need. Mm. It's also cultural aspects. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, like I think I had that realisation coming back from Eastern Europe as well. Mm. Eastern Europe back in, into the UK, I noticed a real shift as well. Sure. Of like everyone in uh, the Czech Republic where I was, I felt a generally very warm, yeah, welcoming vibe. Yeah. And then when I went back to the UK, everyone was like, you know, sizing each other up and felt like it was looking for a fight. Like I could feel like there was a lot more... Yeah, tension. Tension. Yeah, yeah. And maybe and it was obviously me at the time, but it was also just... Yeah. Yeah. So there's... Yeah. So anyway, but that, that expression just helps remind me... Of my own point of view, like, you know, okay, let's just try to make the most of it. Yeah. And you've actually, and, and it helps me reflect also on what I have, which is an enormous amount of privilege and, and wealth, really, in, in yeah. context. So, and I should be, you know, I've got to be appreciative of that. You do. I think it's okay to be appreciative of that as well. I think a lot of people think of like that idea of privilege nowadays, especially, as being a bad thing. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like, we, we can't help the situation that we were born into, mm. much like. You know the, the the reverse of that, but we have to appreciate what we've what we've got and what we've. Well, I think we have to. Then we have to acknowledge. That's what I mean. That, we have to that's acknowledge I mean. the privilege. Yeah, yeah. I think I used, I used to appreciate, but I think what I meant was more acknowledge than appreciate. Mm. Um, you've got to just acknowledge that it's there. Yeah. And then broadly, yeah, you've always got to appreciate if you've got if you've had good fortune. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate that as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, yeah, just acknowledge that. Yeah. There you go. Number three. That was that was our that was our first number three, right? That was our first one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. If we have a two-hour episode, we have a two-hour episode. It's not a problem. I mean, it might be a problem if you have to go to work tomorrow. That's, that's a famous slogan. I love that one. Well, if it's a two-hour thing, it's a two-hour thing? Yeah, if we have a two-hour episode, it's a two-hour episode. Let's make a shirt. Yeah. We'll sell it. <laughs> number, number three. That's slogan. Now, my number three might sound a bit corny on the face of things. Well, Corny ones are the best ones. Well, you know me. Yeah. I'm a corny motherfucker. I love corny shit. Mm-hmm. But it's actually from a very famous um, very famous song. You got to know when to hold them. <laughs> know when to fold them. Know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. And mm. do you know why I like that saying? Why is that? It's because you need to know your limits. Yeah. You got to know when it's a good time to like, when you're doing something, mm. to be like, okay, this is enough, or I can push this a little bit further. Mm. If it's not working, okay, let's let's stop that, start again, you know, next hand, yeah, basically. Now, you know me. I love my poker. I love playing poker. I love the kind of psychology of it. I'm not very good at it. Mm-hmm. But that idea is like not being too proud to admit 
when you've when you're when you're beaten basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is a very important trait, I think, in, in life in general. Like if you're beaten, if it hasn't gone right, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say that. To be like, okay, well, that hasn't worked. Move on. Try the next thing. Mm. A lot of people I've got to stop saying a lot of people because that's saying like I know a lot of people. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Like people get in that kind of that funk of like they need to stay focus on one thing so hard mm. that they, have to, they keep pursuing, 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 pursuing when they don't just take a step back and go, okay, either what's not working, if you want to pursue yeah, that, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even within what you're pursuing, there's smaller bits that you have to be like, right, that's not working. Let's mm. pursue that. That's not working, et cetera, et cetera. Well, sunk cost theory. Yes. So we, you try to chase the losses. Well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> which is which which is the, which is the people who don't know when to when to when, fold when them. to fold them. Yeah, you just don't know when to fold them. No, and you, before you know it, you know that relationship that wasn't working two years ago. Guess what? Still not, still working. not working. Yeah, still not working. Maybe you just got to fold them sometimes. I the career that, that you're trying to just push through, make good, make work. Yeah, just fold them. Just fold them. Try something else. Mm. And it's, I think it's quite admirable to, to fold them sometimes. And especially when it comes back to relationships. I think nowadays, especially with the social media kind of thing, mm. there's this idea that you have to have the most friends, mm. the most people who are on your, your friends list and stuff like that. Mm. I used to have 750 people on my mm. Facebook friends list. And in the. Did you go for a cull? Oh, man. I went through a massive cull. Did you? Massive. Like I culled about 600 people. Really? Yeah. And even then, when you look at the list, you're like, I s- probably still don't talk to most of these people. You know what I mean? Like, I still don't, the, of the of the 150 that I left. Yeah, you still don't regularly cut touch base. You don't, but you you kind of have a have a, a a friendly kind of feeling about that person. Now, not to say that I don't about the other 700 or yeah, 600, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but but, the, but they they've come, they've gone, they've gone into the into the into the ether. Yeah, fold them. I'm just trying to think how many close. I've got 928 friends, Len, on Facebook, and they're all close. I'm going to say right now, yeah, close, trustworthy. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, um, they're, you know, they're all in a circle. I'm surprised I get you for two hours every Tuesday night. To be honest with you, I know. You. I I'm know. surprised. I've schedule Exactly right. I've got 927 other friends to attend to. <laughs> <laughs> but think about that, though. Of those 927 people on there, yeah, how many do you really stickly talk to? Oh, not many. 723, probably. 723. Yeah. Uh, seven. Seven. <laughs> but it's true though, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the rest are kind of acquaintances that you have, which are fine. Yeah. But that idea of like, you know, folding people out of your life is not a bad thing. If people are if people are, mm. are not fulfilling a certain – I mean, this sounds bad, but if people aren't f- fulfilling a certain need for your for your own personal good or ment- mental worth, then why are you keeping them around? Mm. Are you just, do you just want to have that – thousand friends that you can be like oh well i've got a thousand of friends. i think we've, we're past that right as a society people know that you don't have that many friends mm. i think people knew that before actually but that's that, that's what i mean but that that's one very specific way to kind of look at this particular this particular slogan this can be applied to literally anything mm. anything at all recently i was applying for jobs at work mm. there were two jobs going and there was one where i didn't i didn't go on did you put a slogan on your on your resume i, mean, I should have holding them not, not folding <laughs> holding not folding and then hopefully they know what that means <laughs> hold me uh, like, Luke, hold, hold me hold me hold me hold me hold me yeah. fold me <laughs> with a winky emoji <laughs> I've already got that job by the way that's all it took I didn't have to interview 
just had to give some cuddles. It was great. But no, I, I was, I was, I was going to fold mm. one of the opportunities. I was thought mm. I, I thought I wasn't. So yeah, no one to hold, no one to fold. Them. That's my, uh, that's my number two. Number three. Number three. Yeah. God, we're still at number threes. We're still at number threes. Jesus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> my number two. Yes, mate. I might be having a last minute switcheroo. Really? So my, number, my number two yeah. is a slogan that me and my friend James created. So me and James have created a few slogans. We've created say, Go Big. Yeah, Go Big. And <laughs> we've created Go Big and we created this one. Dollars up, kilos down. I actually thought that's what your first one was going to be, as your honourable mention, because I yeah. know that you've spoken about that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dollars up. Kilos down. As kilos a mantra. Down. So we're making, making a choice, particularly yeah. a dietary choice. Yeah. Dollars up, kilos down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that guiding principle. That's what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Because if we get the kilos down, yeah. the dollars are probably going to go up. The dollars in the saving bank. So I, I've been I've been intrigued to ask about this mm. one actually, because like what's the idea about that? Like your your kilos are going down in the sense that you're going to be spending less on food and therefore you have more money? Or is it going well, to be you spent better you, you spend money on better food. Right. So it, you know when you're spending money on beer, yes, uh, burgers, pizzas, eating out, partying, better food. Yep, you're probably going to go kilos up, and you're probably going to go dollars down. That is a fair. That right? is a fair call. Yes. So yes. as a general guiding principle, mm. kilos down often equates to dollars up because it means we're going to the supermarket, we're cooking meals, we're cooking healthy food. Yep. You know we're trying to do our best. Sure, sure, sure. In that respect, so there's a correlation. Yes. You know, going to the pub, having a few pints of beer and, yep. a, and a palmy yep. doesn't equate to, to, to dollars up, kilos down. No, mm. it does not. Mm. However. Inverse. Ever since I've created the slogan, mm-hmm. my kilos have gone up. Yes. And my dollars have generally gone down. Oh. However, <laughs> I'm hopeful. I still think it's a good slogan. In terms of a slogan being a good one, yes, it mm. is. Mm. Following the slogan seems to be quite paramount to that working. <laughs> it's a, it's not, yeah, it's actually, it is a slogan that requires. Um, well, you know, it's gonna you know you gotta the the tread's gonna rubber's dep- gonna meet the road. Well, it depends. Well, that's right, mm. but it depends on what kind of way you're trying to get your kilos down. Because mm. I know you're on a journey at the moment, mm. and that I I have also done. Can I can I say what you're Please on? Do. Please so do. You're, you're doing the keto thing at the moment. I'm giving it a crack. Give it a crack. I give it a crack. Now, I've done keto and I was yeah. like, it, I found it quite successful. Yeah. But fuck me, was it expensive? Yeah. It was expensive because you have to buy very specific things. Yeah. You have to you have to really tailor your diet specifically to one sure thing. Yep. I I found it, and you might and look. This is a few years back, so they might have had made progressions. Yep. I found it very expensive. So it was it was kilos down, dollars really also so you found down. It expensive. Keto, yeah. I did. Why is that? What were you spending? Like, were butter, you having a um, butter and cheese? Yeah, I mean, but what are you eating otherwise? Because I spend quite a bit of money mm. going non-keto. Because I don't know, I'm getting like lots of plant-based meals and, and sure, things sure, like sure. that. I'm spending a bit of money on those things. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting takeout. Yep. I'm getting more booze. Well, I I tend to buy. Well, I, mean, I I get my meal kits. You know those. Mm. My my meals are pretty much done for the week in mm. eighty bucks. Mm. Money doesn't matter. But like I usually have my, my set things every week, so I'm mm-hmm. in like a routine. And it's going to be the same for yourself as well. Any journey we all go on, yeah. you set a routine and it kind of it gets into a certain point. Yeah. But I found when I did keto, I was I was doing a lot of research into what was what was out there that I could eat 
of yeah. the things that I loved. Like, for example, have you had the – well, probably not yet because it's quite new for you, but yeah. the Fat Boy Pizza. Have you heard about the Fat Boy Pizza? I've heard about it. I have not tried that one yet. So that's basically almond, almond flour, a whole bunch of Philadelphia cream cheese, yeah. you know. Cream cheese? Philadelphia, yeah. Like ricotta? No, no, cream cheese. <laughs> but what is Philadelphia cream cheese? It's cream cheese. Fair it's not, enough. Ricotta, ricotta is a very different cheese. Fair enough. <laughs> very different. Please do not use ricotta in your <laughs> fat boy pizza base. So, so yeah. almond flour. Almond flour. Cream cheese. Cream cheese and mozzarella. And you, you mix that all together and you melt it. And then so it forms like a, it forms a dough more or less. Right? Right. And then you form that dough and you put it into your pizza, into your pizza tray. Mm-hmm. And then on that you put more mozzarella mm. and then all your salamis and stuff like that. It's actually, it's the, the diet is super counterintuitive because you would think that a lot of the things you're putting into your body are not good for you. Because mm. it's, like, it's like cheese and cheese. Yeah. And meat and cheese. moderation. No, but... but what was your... Ca- what carb limit were you trying to zero. go under? Zero. Zero carbs. Zero. Mm. I was doing it properly. You got to do it properly. I know my brother does keto now at the moment. He says you can have a little bit, but... In my head, if, if I'm going to do it, I know that if you go over a certain amount of carbs, you yeah. get out of ketosis and it's not even worth your time. Yeah. Well, but no, but you, your brother's right. You don't have to have zero carbs. You can have some carbs. Oh, no, you don't have to have zero. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, if I have too many and I go out of ketosis, yeah. I don't want to take that risk. So I just I just went zero. Yeah. Yeah. You can never, you can never be zero. Yeah. Let's be real. That's true. Pretty sure there's carbs in spinach. So you like you can't always... Go zero. But that was my aim. Dollars down. Kilos down. <laughs> but the kilos down being the important part. Well, I mean it's, that's what I'm after. That's what you're after. That's what I'm after. But I mean that's not that's not your that's not your uh, your slogan though. But I personally actually like for me, yeah. it will be dollars down too, because it simplifies diet. Well if you're taking um, out all and, those extra and you're things. You're taking out yeah. all the takeout, you're taking out 100%. all the you know, that, that, that's definitely dollars down. Yeah. Definitely the, oh, dollars down. Cut out the beers, it's dollars down immediately. Yeah, yeah. Cut out the takeaways, it's dollars down immediately. Yeah. 100%. I agree yep. with you on that, yep. on that, on that, um, on that front. Mm. And it's a good slogan. I think it's a really good one to live by, especially for people who, who've been through those journeys of, of weight yo-yoing, as we 100%, have. 100%, 100%. As we have. Yeah, it's a guiding compass. I think so. It's a, it's a principle. Yeah. And that's one that you can come back to. Yeah. Because it's important to have these. I think so. It's another because, shirt. Well, this is this is my analogy. Yeah. We're not trains on a track. No. And when we have these guiding principles in life mm. and we view them as fixed things that can't be moved, yeah, it's like trains on a track because it's on fixed earth. That's right. But the earth is moving. That's right. And the train, the tracks become derailed and the train can become derailed and That's it's right. hard to get going again. That's right, yeah. Whereas a slogan like that's more of a compass and we're on the seas yeah. and we're going up and down in life on the waves and occasionally we get blown off course and we just go, you know what? Dollars up, kilos down. It's just a compass that gently brings us back on track. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I, like I like that. It's a good slogan. I like that. And you made your, you made it yourself. Thank you. And we, and, and it's, we made it ourselves. That's right. Yeah. That's well, right. you and um, James. James. You and James. James. Shout out to James. Oh, James. Good job. James, who actually did go dollars up, kilos down in a big way. Oh, real? In a big way. Big way. Yeah, James. James. <laughs> James lived it. <laughs> um, and I looked at James and I go, oh, James. No, man, look, listen, you've been there. You know what it is. Yeah. We've been there together. And we, you know, 
back to when we were small and in and working on a farm. Mm, mm, that's true. You can, we can all get there. We get there again. Dollars up would be good too. Do you know why? The dollars up would be good. Means you can go back to Japan. So. <laughs> You're number two then. Well, it's explore more. Explore more? Kind of leads right back into what we were just talking about. Is that a um, explore more? So this what's, is, where's that from? Well, it's not really from, this is going to be a really weird kind of um, story. Well, not, not a weird story, but basically it's a slogan that I found on this random T-shirt making yeah. company yeah. Um, that I made a shirt for with myself and my ex. We both had the same shirt and it was covered in all the passport stamps of the places that we'd been. Ah, yeah. Since that, I don't have the shirt anymore, yeah. but I wanted to keep that because it's actually a really good slogan. So I cut out the shirt yeah. in a square, stuck it, in a, stuck it in a frame, and it's now above my bed. Oh, really? So I can look at that and every day I'm like, that's where I want to be back to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once this Earth is back to what I say normal. When has this place ever been normal? But once you know the the, the sea bomb is is gone, yeah, yeah and we yeah, can back yeah. back and traveling. I want to explore again. I want to go out and see stuff. I want to explore the world and 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 see everything. But outside of that, I think it's actually a really good life mantra and a life slogan. Explore more, even in your daily life, mm. even in your like 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 we were talking about before. If you're not happy with what you're doing at the moment. Explore something else. Mm. Explore more. Explore, mm. Find find a different avenue that you might think, mm. you know, fits you better. Mm. We, I think we're very complacent mm. to do that. You get in that comfort zone. Well, you, can get, you can find yourself stuck as well. Sure, absolutely, you? absolutely. And exploring outside of your comfort zone, I think, is a massive thing. I used to tell this to my um, to the people I used to coach when I was a flight center travel coach back in the yeah. day. I was like, just get out there and get outside of your comfort zone. And I'm not just talking from a, a sales perspective. Go big. Go big. Yeah. It's a very similar thing. Yeah. Ties in nicely. Mm. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to do this. You can take that from a sales perspective if you want to, in terms of like how you want to get your, how you want to get paid basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I was trying to tell them was, get the fuck out of here. Mm. This isn't this isn't a place you want to be forever. Mm. This is a good a job a good job to kind of build up your experience in working with people and working with customers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but explore something else. Yep. Like there's so much out there that you could be better off doing. You know, obviously having being working for flight center at the time, I couldn't just say get out. But <laughs> I was like, <laughs> going to the, the coaching day. Yeah. Yeah. Hi everybody. Get out! Get yeah. out while you still can. Actually, that's a good slogan. Get out! Get out while you still can. It's actually a really good slogan. Because <laughs> yeah. that ship's sinking. That's a good one. Get out while you still can. Likewise, it's better the devil you know. Oh. That's also a good slogan. That's a good slogan. That is a good slogan. Or do you reckon that, because I think about the better the devil you know slogan sometimes. It holds you back sometimes. I think so. Because it's kind of like, well, I could go and explore more. But I won't because it's better this like this thing that I'm comfortable doing. The mm. better the devil you know. The devil you know is that thing that's kind of holding you back. Well, it's like the old um, what's the song? Take on me by mm. Aha. Mm-hmm. Talking away. It's no better to be safe than sorry. That's true. You know yeah. the old expression. It's better to be safe than sorry. Actually, it's no better to be safe than sorry. No, it's true. It's one of my old time music lines. Yeah, I. I, I, I you know, you know me. I hate the fact that you've just said that. What? Because I, all I want to do is sing it now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I hate aha. No, I was going to say, and all their song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but no, I think I think explore more kind of is, mm. is very broad. It's a very broad slogan that can literally be applied to absolutely anything. Yeah, like even the most mundane thing. Like even I, I would even say like last week when we did our our top three ways to die episode, mm. top three best ways to die. I'm not too sure mm. how we. That was us exploring something more, That's something true. a bit different mm. from the uh, from the regular stuff that we usually do. You know? That's true. Explore more. Yeah. It's always just uh, taking the next step. Yeah. Taking the next step, going out, going further and out. Going well, further it's out. that comfort zone, right? Mm. You want to kind of get out of that comfort zone because if you get in that comfort zone, that gets boring after a while. Mm. If not for you, for the people who know you, <laughs> you know. So being able to be like, let's see what else we can do with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it doesn't work, that's okay. At least you've given it that crack to explore more. And if that means you come back and you circle around back to your comfort zone, at least you've given that a crack and you've explored that kind of um, that's that cycle a little bit before going, okay, that didn't work. Yeah. So long as you come back to your comfort zone and you kind of branch out and do other things again, yeah, explore more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's my number two. Well, Liam, you're um, talking away. I don't know what, what to say. I'll <laughs> say it anyway. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a beautiful example of mm. explore more. That was a beautiful example of um, you catching, you're picking up what I'm putting down. That's right. My number one. Oh, shit. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. We're up to number one. Feels like it's been so long. Now, this is, a, this is not motivational. Oh. This is <laughs> not a guiding principle. Oh. This is a perspective, I think, like, that you can bring to a situation. Okay. And it's both things can be true. Both things can be true. Both things can be true, because I I think this is I think this is becoming more and more important for me personally, right? Because where generally people are becoming more and more fixed mm-hmm. on the ideas that they have, sure, as that as this is the truth, this is the one truth, yeah. And my truth is more correct than than your truth, yeah. Um, and I kind of just and, and I feel like there's a lot of a lot of us, and I've certainly found myself in life looking back, it's going through stages of, and I'm just going to say it, arrogance. Sure. I know what this is. Yeah. And I know about this. I've been meaning to talk to you about that, actually. And, <laughs> and, my, and my opinion is the right opinion. Sure. And let's face it, mm. how often does anyone ever actually find the truth? What even is the truth? Mm. Yet we all walk around with opinions based on the fact on, on an idea that we are right. Sure. And we're not. Sure. In fact, most issues are so complex, even if you've got a PhD, it, a PhD is actually just taking a slant. Yeah, that's right. And you're probably not even you probably don't but you know It's essentially one long opinion piece on it's a, specific, a specific Exactly piece, right, exactly yeah. right. So there is no truth yeah. is kind of the point that I come down to. Okay. And for me as I kind of go through life, I'm realizing more and more that there really is no truth. Um, and that the truth is finding, uh, trying to find a certain middle ground in things. Sure. And it's certainly coming with the, the approach that, well, both things or even all things can be true. I think and also being able to – that's really good because a lot of people don't know how to have those conversations either. Mm. Like having to have a conversation with someone who has a differing opinion or a differing idea on how something yeah. functions yeah. to you yeah. Should be a conversation. It shouldn't be an argument. Well, because it's the conversation that's the closest thing to the truth that you'll get. Sure. Because you're going to have two opposing views, mm. and it's, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, well, that's probably true as and well. And you're only going to find it for conversing. Yeah. And it's the conversation as a whole that is actually the closest thing that you'll get to understanding it. Yeah. 
not not some definite finite like actual answer to the question. But what I always wonder why we have to find definite finite answers to anything. Well, because they don't exist. Well, why? Like, yeah. is it more exciting <laughs> to find answers? Like, is it more exciting mm. to explore things and 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 try and pick things apart and yeah, be like, well, this yeah, is your idea yeah. on something. Here's here. What about this other take? Yeah. And I'll often posit that to, to people. Not even. Not even having that stance myself, yeah. I was like, "Well, have you thought about it this way?" Because I've heard other people think about it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people get so caught up in that one idea, this being the correct idea. And I agree with you. Like at the mo- like especially now with these these phones that we've got. Oh yeah. And and people sharing that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. You get fed and the stuff that you want to believe, right? Yeah. Or that, that fits with your with your with, with your train. Mm. And and COVID is a perfect case of sure. point, something that's come along. Absolutely. And has all put us into different positions. Yep. And it has all made us feel like we have to have some position on it. Some stance, yeah. Some stance on it. But also, not even that, just also some sense of expertise on a thing that we're actually not experts on. No, absolutely not. Um, and I find that there's a – and that's, the, that's the, probably the biggest thing that I struggle with actually now more than anything is what this has revealed Yeah, for me is, the, is our search for – the sense of the sense of security and safety in knowing something. Yeah, I know what this is. Yeah, this makes sense to me. Yeah, so therefore it is the it is the truth. It is the reality. You've just des- described Even, religion. Well, that's well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's as one ex- as one example. Sure. And let's not go into too much modern day politics because it, you know it's fairly it's a bit of a minefield. Sure. But certainly I think it's more and more of an issue. I think politics has been a minefield for a very long time. That's true. It has. <laughs> it has. It has. And pandemics and that, you know, there's, it's funny going back to the Spanish flu and looking at some of the stuff that was going on. Well, this is something that you t- – I think – I'm pretty sure you told me this actually. So that radio being – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flu. So now it's, yeah. fi- it's 5G with COVID. Yeah. And then back then yeah. they thought back on the Spanish flu radio, thing, it was yeah, radio was. that was spreading the virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we haven't got any smarter as a – No, surprisingly <laughs> – Surprisingly, there's something in uh, there's something about our nature. Yeah, that does. Uh, but it makes sense. Like we 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 want to f- people intrinsically want to find answers to questions. We want to find answers, and there's nothing scarier than the unknown. Sure, sure, sure. And also, if we're feeling like we're in maybe a position of being powerless, yeah, there's nothing that gives us a sense of power than a sense of righteousness. That's true. And knowing that we that we have the correct one definite answer. I'm right. Um, you are wrong. I am right. You are wrong. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that bothers me most at the moment. So I think two things can be true. All things can be true. Yeah. I do. I kind of. I do believe that. Yeah. You know. I don't think we really know truth in a lot of things. I think I see. I see. I see the greater point of like being true. I think there's definitely some things that we should take as true. Some things we should take as true. But as a general point, I think that's a very, very good mantra to have and a very, very good... Um, as a way of approaching different points of view. Absolutely. Because like, yeah. at the end of the day, like us, laymen especially, like people yeah. who don't know anything about anything, yeah. we don't bits about stuff. Yeah. Being able to converse that kind of, with those ideas with other people is how you form hmm. new knowledge and it's hmm. how you form new ideas. Yeah. If you're just so stuck in your, in your ways that you don't want to ask other people about their opinions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then what are you going to learn? And it's going to be and, and skepticism. There's a healthy dose of skepticism. I agree. Um, and anti-authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. There can be a healthy dose of that. Yes. But also, you know, and I'll probably reveal a little bit of my own p- points of view. Mm-hmm. 
which is that I don't know anything about disease. Yeah. I don't know anything about treatment for it or prevention of it. Yeah. So, and I haven't researched it. So, you know what? I'm going to believe what people tell me. Sure, 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 sure. sure. I'm not going to believe what anyone tells me. Yeah. I'm going to go to institutions. Yeah. And look at and look at knowledge that's been shared not only by an individual, but by a system yeah. that has processes that literally follows your of peer, <laughs> a system that has processes of peer review, yep, um, scrutiny, scrutiny, yep, that gives things a sense of integrity because you that can't you, you don't have integrity as an institution if you're putting forward rubbish. And the only way you get to a thing that's even close to being true, but mm. isn't true, mm. science is a great example. Because even when you look at these, the vaccines that come out, they say, "Look, we've this has been peer reviewed. This, is, this, is, this, this is, has been tested. Yeah, that's right. It's not perfect. No, that's right. There are always things that can be made. Yeah, yeah. it's true in this, 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 and this. Maybe not this, this, and this. Yeah, we can work on that. And that's these right. other things might still be proven dis- proven yeah. wrong. Yeah. But the biggest thing that people get confused with is that is a reason to disprove the whole thing. Exactly right. Yeah, which makes zero sense to my yeah. to my brain at all. Yeah, no, no. And I would probably be in. Uh, in that bandwagon as well, Liam. I think so. I but, think so. you know, at the end of the day, even if I'm having a conversation with someone that doesn't agree with me or see my way... Yeah, just punch on. Well, I still like to think that both both things can be true and we can just punch on. Both things can be true and we can try to find... I'll still listen. Well, you know that, what I mean? I'll listen. It's a very, very um, noble idea. The other person that you're speaking to has to have that same... And they often don't. Yeah. And that's, that, that's the frustration. It can be frustrating, but I think I, I see it as a bit of a challenge mm. because those I, I, I feel like if you if you speak to someone who's that strongly cemented in their convictions, it's very hard to have those conversations with them. And be like, well, what about what about this mm. or what about this? Because they're so just in there. Mm. But I see it as a bit of a challenge to kind of be like to try and just at least chip away at it a little bit, just to be like, have you thought about a different perspective? Because you're in this so far. And I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. I just want to see that I want I want them to see a different perspective mm. on things because that's that's the biggest thing. Well, you're just asking to be listened. You're just asking to have a, a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Conversation involves getting louder than the other person so they know that you're correct. <laughs> it involves, it involves um, transmitting. Sure. And receiving. That's right. Mm. Yeah. It's a two way street. It's a two way street. <laughs> <laughs> like this, like the expression, both things can be true. That's right. It's a two-way street. Mm. Yeah. Let's hope that everyone walks both ways. I try, I, I try to be really poignant then. I'm <laughs> fairly certain it worked. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, should, should, well, No, nothing. No, I was just going to say, if it's, if it's a two-way street, then yeah. what we really need yeah. is more policing of the street. That's correct. Yes, you 100%. Know, more, yeah. more. <laughs> more people telling you where to go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. that way. Go that way. Don't ask any questions. Yeah. That's, That's right. the way it's going to be. Right. So my number one, I've taken a little bit of a liberty oh. in that, that I have several number ones. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give this. A, I'm going to give this a go, Liam. My number one is parental advice. So, parental advice. Parental advice. So I have written down here three, four, four, right? Four key things. Four key things. Three are dad. One a mum. One is mum. Yeah. Okay. I'll do mums first. Mums is <laughs> nil bastardum corporundum. Now, if there are any Latin speakers out there, I may have butchered that. 
but nil bastardum corporundum, uh, sorry, nil bastardum carborundum. I always say that wrong. Mum always mm-hmm. corrects me. Carborundum. Nil bastardum carborundum. Fucking hell. Cumberbund. Nil bastardo cumberbund. Nil bastardo Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> Basically means don't let the bastards get you down. My dad has given me slogans throughout my entire life. Mm. He's been a, a businessman. He's been through marketing the entire his entire career, and we'll get to his in just a second. Yeah. But that was mum's one, and she always told me this when I was growing up all the time. You know, when I was being bullied at school, when I was going through tough stages at work, you know, when I was going through all these kind of shit, shit scenarios dealing with yeah. shit people, well, quote-unquote, she'd always say, Neil Bastardum Corporandum. And it would just give me that little bit of a buoyance just to be like, yeah, you know, that's right. That These these people, just don't let them get me down. Don't let the bastards get you down, man. Yeah, you know. They've always got their own stuff going on. And I, that's how I looked at it through my entire life. Like, it flights into dealing with people who are angry about shit they shouldn't be angry about. Yeah. Or any job, or any person, yeah. is that they've got they've got their own story going on in the background. So even though it's like don't let the bastards get you down, I see it more as don't let just don't let people get you down because they've obviously got their own I like it their own shit they're dealing with basically. Mm. Mm. So if you've got someone yelling at you on the street because you you know bumped into them, could be completely accidental. Probably not anything to do with you. Nothing to do with me whatsoever. I think too often people get take it personally take it to heart and that kind of stuff. No, it's a case of this person has, there's no, there's no reason that person would do that unless there's something else dormant or going on yep. that would make him do that. So unless they physically get, you know, get up in my grill, I'm not going to do anything. I'll be like, I'm sorry, have a good day, move on, etc., etc. I've asked mum to, actually I'll come back, I'll come back to that in a second. My dad has three different ones that, okay. uh, that he's given us over time. Key slogans. So his most recent one, he comes, he comes up with all the time. His most recent one is very, very simple. Right. Lift. Lift? Just lift. Is he referring to uh, weights? No, he's referring to the um, the soft drink. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it just means like it's in general. Like if, if, if you're doing something, just, just lift. Do it to your best. Do, do it to your best. Mm. You know, don't, don't be... Bend com- the knees. Don't be complacent. Yeah, bend the knees. Strengthen the core. That's right. I mean, that, that, that advice, that's probably the best advice I've ever been given. Bend, bend your knees. knees. Bend your knees. Use the core. You, you want a new number one? Can I put that as my number, number one? Number one, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bend at the knees. <laughs> it's a great slogan. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like that kind of, it's a, it's a slogan like, it's his more modern, it's more, his more recent one. Mm. I'm not too sure where he gets them. I'm not too sure if it's a case of like he's heard them somewhere else and he's adopted them and he's giving them back to us. I'm not too sure. Yeah. But it's just it's just basically just do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in a bad way. It's like just yeah. for yourself, do better. Yeah. That's how I say it. Go big. Anyway. Go big. Just go big once again. Yeah, go big. So these it's are all the same. That's, that's you know, right. Come on. Step up. Come lift. on. It's the old Leighton Hewitt. Yeah. Listen, learn, and have fun. He used to say that every day when I got out of the car, when I got to school. Yeah. All right, son. Listen, learn, have fun. I was like, thanks, Dad. I will. I, I, I had fun. Listen and learning. I did that too. I did that too. Lesser extent. Yeah. Had fun. <laughs> I wonder what uh, old Vince would say now if he could ref- reflect on that. Would he Would he, Would he? he back himself in on the listen, learn, and, and have fun? Fuck yeah, he would. He would? <laughs> Vince would back himself in on anything. <laughs> Come on now. But listen, learn, have fun, like, it, I think is actually one of the best ones for someone going through, you know, at high school. Yeah, yeah You get yeah. dropped off at school. Yeah. Every day, listen, learn, have fun, son. Listen, have fun. And I knew he was going off to do his work for God knows how many hours. 
listen, learn, have fun. Listen, learn, have fun. And coming from someone, and same with same with mums, coming from people who are supporting you through your, mm. you know, your growth. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Mm. That's great. You want to hear that? Yeah. But there's only one slogan for my parents that I have tattooed on my body, and like I was going to say before, I such, tr- such is life. Yeah, that's it in big gothic <laughs> letters across my across my tummy. No, so I got um, so I try to get mum to write Neil Bastardum Corbrundum in her handwriting mm. because I have this one in dad's handwriting tattooed on my ribs, like right. down here. And dad's handwriting, I'll be fair to him, it's got something to be desired. It's not not right. the, not the neatest in the world, yeah. but it's got some flair. It's got yeah, like okay, phew, okay. You know, focus or fail, right. It's basic, it's simple, but it speaks true to anything. Focus on what you're doing or you won't achieve it. Mm. It's pretty simple, right? Yeah, it's the harsh reality, isn't it? It is. And I think it's that kind of fatherly harsh reality that you kind of need, especially as a a boy growing up. It's like, you know, if you you want something, you've got to focus on it. If you don't focus on it, well, fail, fail, fail suggests complete not achievement, which is not, I think, what I don't think is what he was trying to portray. But he was, I think he was trying to say, like, if you if you want something really badly... You have to put the work put in. Put the work in. You've got to do the work. Absolutely. And that's, that's a realist, because you're not doing anyone any favours yeah. by saying, oh, have a little faith and you'll get there, you know? Like, oh, you can do it. Yeah, thanks, George. Like, Michael. sure, maybe you can do it. But, yeah. like, setting false expectations or false yeah. hope can be a really dangerous thing to play with. 100%. Whereas actually just kind of being up, up front and honest. It's yeah. like, you know what? It's actually a pretty tough game. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty tough game. Game of life. Um, so yeah, you've actually got to put in the work. Yeah, right? and, and and seeing and seeing mum and dad put in just copious amounts of work during our, our growing up, mm. like mum going through her law school when we were already like at the, I was coming into high school. I'm pretty sure like I was end of primary school. My brother was mid primary school, and that was when she started law school. Mm. So she was going through all these really long hours working, and then going to university, and then dad was working. 12-hour shifts, 14-hour shifts at the cinema as the manager trying to make those ends meet just so we can get to where we are now, you know, you you have to take that advice on board from both of them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm. you can't Mm. not respect the hustle. As one would say, Mm. the proof is in the pudding. Proof is in the pudding. Mm. And there's the heart, the heart, there's their blood sweat. That pudding is built on their blood, sweat and tears. Also set a really good work ethic for me as well. Yeah. Like a really good work ethic and really set expectations for my own personal growth. Like that's how I became. I believe the man I am today is by listening, looking at what my parents did, listening to their advice, mm. listening, mm. learning, have fun, not letting the bastards get me down, lifting when I got to lift, mm-hmm. focusing, or I shall fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my number one. And there's no wiser sage than one's uh, one's family, one's parents. I would have. I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. Depending on the on the situation, of course. But obviously, you've got you've got lucky. I feel like I've also gotten very lucky. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I think that's quite a touching way to end it. Actually, yeah, I think it's yeah. pre- I think it's I think it's pretty nice too. Mm. I think it's pretty nice. Like it's uh, the uh, mum. I know you're listening to this. Never start them Just write it down for me. I promise. I promise. I'll get a tattoo to my body. I know you'll love that. <laughs> 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 Every time you come home with a tattoo, your mum has gone to herself. Don't let the bastard get me. Don't let the little bastard get me down. <laughs> oh, bless you. That's so true. Oh. 
you know what? I think after this, after this meeting, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping she's. Uh, oh yeah, I'm hoping right. she's used to it. She knows I'm a, she knows I'm a good egg. That's right. That's right. That's right. But I think I think it's a. I mean, I think it's a great way to to end the uh, end the evening. Any uh, any any final thoughts before we uh, let the people go? What more <laughs> important episode is there to have a final succinct thought than one about slogans? Peace and love. Peace out, man. Maybe peace out. <laughs> peace out, man's a good one. Make love, not war. Also good. Yep. And the force be with you. Live long and prosper. Yep. And hasta la vista, babies. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody. Take care.